Welcome to Muscle Talk, where you'll get world champion advice about nutrition and stacking on muscle. Our host, Christine Enville, she's a three-time world champion bodybuilder, an IFBB professional, a food scientist, and a founding co-owner of our podcast sponsor, International Protein. In this podcast, we ask Christine how to train your abs, how often, what happens if you overtrain, and when the optimum time is to train your abs during your workout. Abs. How do we train them? What's the best way to do it? How often? How do we mix that into our gym sesh? How does it work? Okay. There isn't really probably a right or a wrong way to do this. But I'll t- I mean I'll, I'll talk about how I did it and how it was you know done back in the day. Um, I'll talk about um, different things that you may need to consider depending on where you are in your training career because um, abs are one of those muscle groups that you want to have a certain amount of definition, but you certainly don't want to thicken up your midsection if you are um, you know if your structure's slightly like a wider waist. There's no point in having big, thick, chunky abs if it makes you look blocky. If you're prone to that, then you want to maybe avoid certain things. But if you're starting out and you're just trying to get some definition, then you will do things a little bit differently. So but me personally, I actually used to train my abs every single day, every single workout at the end of a workout. At the I would, end. At right. the end of a workout, it was almost like, um, yeah, it, it was just that thing that I did, um, a little circuit of abs that I would do every single day. Off season, probably not as much. And I'll, the reason for that was my stomach would get a little bit too large to actually feel like I was getting a good contraction. Yeah. So a lot of the importance of, you know, abs is that, you know, you're getting the, co- the correct contraction, like as if you were on stage, like you're, you know, flexing into your abs. So if you aren't able to do that, you're not really going to be working the muscle. You kind of, it's like doing a sit up wrong. You're just folding your body you're not actually contracting a muscle mm-hmm. that makes sense it's hard to it's hard to show visually um but i'm just trying to imagine you're trying to like get your ribs top of your ribs to touch your hip bone mm-hmm. pushing down like that and that's causing the ab to contract but if you can't do that because your stomach's kind of too you got a fat roll in the middle yes. yeah i know i know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about yep so it's, it's not as effective um but um but the thing with abs is i've never trained weighted abs like I, I've always just done, I guess, body weight movements, crunches and different variations on that because I wanted to build strength and, and a certain amount of definition, but I didn't want to build up thick obliques or um, big chunky abs because um, it looks kind of like on a, on a woman to have that the chunky ab look can distract from your shape um, and you want to have, you know, continue to have a smaller waist and, and broader shoulders and that goes across the board for everyone. Um, if you look at a lot of the professionals now, there's that, they, you know, people talk about that big gut kind of thing that they have, which de- totally detracts, whereas a, like a nice flat stomach but with good definition, uh, that's what you're trying to achieve. And, you know, that that nice look, um, you know, that you see on the physique competitors or, you know, when people talk about abs, that's, that's what they're kind of thinking of is that look. So there's no reason why you can't train your abs every single day because they're not – it doesn't matter if you overtrain because, like I say, you're not trying to build a lot of thickness. You're trying to just – um, you're trying to build fitness, strength through your core, but you're just trying to carve out that definition that, that's there. If you were to treat it like a chest muscle and say train it twice a week, very very heavy, you're going to get a. You, that's when you're going to get that kind of chunky, thick chunky look, which you might see on more of strength type of athletes and stuff where they're really relying on that core strength to actually make them do the 
heavy squat or the heavy deadlift, whereas bodybuilding is not about that. Like bodybuilding is not about, it's not about having so much absolute strength as much as it's working the muscle correctly. So mm-hmm. that would, that would be my tip with abs is to create yourself a little circuit. And, and I think a lot of people are doing that now for other muscle groups like glutes or, or things that they particularly want to kind of like define, but not necessarily get super thick and, and chunky, like what you might want to do with your back or your chest or your legs. So create a little circuit. I used to do like five different exercises and just do 20 reps and just kind of do it in a continuous circuit. So literally we're doing a hundred rep circuit. So it's totally different style of training. You'd never really do a hundred reps on, on chest in one without a break. Mm -hmm. So, so that would keep the, the fitness, keep this, keep the, a certain amount of strength. But, um, I found that when I, when I would get to competition and the, and the fat was all gone that I would have, you know, like, I always would have a very defined set of abs, but not so thick that it was sitting out in big chunks, which like say some of the guys might want that, but for women, definitely not something that we want. So, however, if you're very, very early on in your career and you have like zero definition in your abs and it's not, and it's not because you have a, a whole lot of body fat on top of it, say you're relatively lean, but you're kind of wondering why you don't have those chunks like what everybody else does. That's because you haven't really developed them enough. Like there's that fine line between, like if you picture the ab block, like it's the muscle but it has the cartilage between yeah, and that's what creates that six-pack look. So mm-hmm. you've got like mm-hmm. the centre part and then you've got like the cartilage going across which separates out and gives you that six or if you're very genetically gifted an eight-pack, um, yeah. which is which is genetics that separates and has that extra, the block there. So if you don't have enough that it's sticking out further than the, the cartilage, then that's why you're not going to get that that definition. So there is a point where you do need to do some work to create that. Now, some people will get that just by doing regular crunches and um, leg raises and just basic, basic ab exercises. Um, But if you're finding that you're not getting that, that's when you would use a weighted exercise. So you'd use some weighted, um, weighted crunches using the cable, or you potentially use some of the ab machines that are around at the moment, um, where you're essentially sitting in a kind of a thing and literally it holds you in place and crunches you forward. Yeah. That would be the time when you would start to use those kind of machines um, or exercises to get a little bit of definition coming through in the first place. And then once you've got to a certain amount, then I would cut it there and not do any more weighted abs because, as I said, you're just going to encourage your, your body to build up a kind of a, a thicker look that you don't necessarily want on stage. It's not aesthetic. If you're doing a different kind of sport, you're not bodybuilding, uh, you're doing CrossFit or you're doing just, you know, functional type exercises. There's a lot of focus on core and there's a lot of focus on doing weighted ab work and building strength because that is purely about building strong, solid abs. And, and again, if you look at the style of people who are doing that, they generally do have a thicker core and, and you see that reflected. And, and as I said, it's not necessarily a desirable thing in bodybuilding, but it's the, depending on the functionality, then you would change around how you're actually training and you potentially would look at, you know, training for that reason of, um, you know, doing weighted twisting movements and, um, you know, the things like Russian twists, which is when you have the twisting from side to side, you know, in, in that, crunch position but with your legs up twisting from side to side with a with a ball mm-hmm. the heavier the ball obviously the harder it is the more it's going to put stress on your obliques the more it's going to encourage that muscle to thicken up and grow so you know it, it has its it has its role and its place depending on what your activity is if again you're more powerlifting, you probably want to have a, a stronger um core because so much of the work that you're doing you you can't have a weakness like you you can't have 
strong legs and put a heavy weight on your back and then not have a strong core to support that or you're going to slip a disc or you know, cause some kind of an injury. So if you're doing a, a power sport or strength sport, then you probably want to work more on like building that strength through doing more traditional strength building exercises for your abs. But if you're trying to go for an aesthetic look and you just want to have a nice trim waist, then you're going to go for very, very high reps where you don't want to overbuild the muscle, but you just want to create that definition and, and strength. Obviously thinking about your abs, you know, your obliques, your, sorry, your obliques and your ab muscle are two different muscles. And, um, you know, you, you want to, again, you want to have a certain amount of definition between those. Cause that's gives you, that's where you get the, the cross striations down the side of your obliques and it you know adds so much decoration to your physique on stage because when you're doing you know a side chest pose a lot of that is showing like if you're not lean through there or you don't have a lot of definition through there that pose doesn't look as good as what it possibly could whereas when you've got the the um the obliques are all you know striated and you hit that pose is like so much more visually to see and adds a lot more to that so again it's that focus on doing movements which replicate what you're doing on stage like side side crunching or anything that you would do in your posing is always a really really good idea and also helps you to connect um because again like any other muscle group if you're not connecting with what you're doing it's very hard to to target it properly so a lot of the poses um you know for bodybuilders doing something which replicates the pose is is the perfect way of knowing that you're connecting with that so, um, yeah, so that, that that's abs. I would do them every day that you do weight training, just tack them on the end of your workout. Um, you can, you know, How long do you do them for? Well, it wasn't a time thing as much as I would do the, the number of reps. So yeah, if right. I would do 20 reps of my basic crunch, and then I would do like 20, 20 side crunches, on no, 20 on each side, and then I would do it uh, like a, a lower ab crunch, and then I would do some, say, some leg raises. I'll do another sort of variation on a crunch. And so it wouldn't, I wouldn't really time it as much yeah. as I would just run through and do those 20 just reps. Just get it done. Yeah. 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 You know, starting out, you'd probably do like 20 reps, take a break, 20 reps or something else, take a break. I build up to that fitness over like a number of years of doing that. Yeah. Um, but as I said, always when you're getting ready for a competition, there was always a lot of extra ab flexing mm-hmm. that happened, I guess, outside of the gym because like I say, that, that to me is, is replicating what you're wanting to do on stage and you and you don't need to, to grow that so you don't have to worry about having weight behind it as much as doing that movement. If you just flexed your biceps without doing any weight to them, they're obviously not going to grow and you want the bicep to grow, but because you don't want the abs to grow, you can happily flex them. You can also check, you know, how the body fat levels are because you can sort of tell whether or not there's still a lot of fat on top of them or whether they, you know, you still need to diet a little bit harder. So it's a, a really good check coming into a competition. However, people who have genetically really defined abs yep. have to check other body parts because that's a, that's a trap to fall into. Some people naturally just don't carry body fat on their abs at all. They carry it on their lower back or their glutes or something. And they, um, they use that as a checkpoint when they're getting ready for competition and their abs look fantastic. And then they kind of get on stage and they turn around and the rest doesn't. So you always, I mean, this is a bit of a digression, but you need to check your worst body part rather than your best body part. Um, but for me, my abs was one of my slower parts to come in. Um, so I would use that as a gauge as to whether or not I was, you know, lean enough, you know, whether I could see what I, what I needed to see on my abs. But yes, the idea is to keep them, keep them fine, but be defined without being chunky. Right. So, yeah, so not, there's, you know, not too much more you can kind of say on abs other than be creative, connect with them. You know, you should be able to really feel what part of them is crunching because there is obviously a low, they're, like they're all connected 
to the same place, but you can obviously emphasise lower abs by things where you're kind of raising your legs rather than crunching through from your ribs. But there's that, you know... Of course, you do a bunch of hit workouts too, don't you? I do, and we do... Yeah, a, so there'd be abs in that as well. There, There yeah. is, and that at the moment is... Um, I, I probably now do them at the end of my workout like three out of the five days and that will really depend on if we've done something in the hit class or not because some of them we don't do abs and then mm-hmm. for some reason they might do three different ab exercises yeah. in the one class. Um, but I must admit that they have a lot more imagination when it comes to ab work as to what bodybuilders have. Yeah. So, you know, I, we were very much the staple, you know, crunches and leg raises and, that you know, that was good enough because, you know, they, don't get me wrong, you don't need to be crazy inventive because they did the job like you know i'll um if anyone does google my old pictures and stuff like that like i always had a very neat set of of abs but um it's way more fun to do a whole lot of different variety and i know some of my the new favorites that i have are like reverse ab crunches where you kind of like you know more um utilizing more of your leg weight to kind of bring yeah. up to, to do that. And that's the thing, you are using weight by, by doing crunches and, and leg raises and things like that. You just don't need to, That's but it's still body weight. You're not having to sort of add on top of that. But, um, yeah, they have a, a, a greater imagination of all different kind of um, ab works that you can do that don't hurt your lower back, but they actually do kind of activate that abdominals and, and force them to work and also work in the obliques, which, again, that's that gives you, without having too much oblique, you know, without going too thick, but at the same time it gives you a kind of a, defi- a, a definite strength to your structure. Like if, if you don't have um, solid obliques, the, the physique looks weak on stage. So you do need to kind of defi- get a, a nice um, development of the oblique without going too far that it's kind of bulging out over the side of your um, of your um, your hip, which you, I'm sure we've all seen that before with some of the very heavily muscled guys where the oblique is so developed that it actually kind of sticks out like a shelf up and over. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, yep. it's it's one of those things where it still comes down to diet. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you can work your abs all day, um, but if the body fat's sitting on top of them, you're not going to see them. Um, I think that maybe is where people kind of think if I if I if I make them chunkier and if I work them and I make them bigger, they think that they're going to pop through the the skin. Doesn't but it's doesn't, body fat. Yeah, yeah, it's the body fat. Just you know, you you need if, like I said, if you've got a you diet down, you've got you can see that you don't have any body fat, but you still hard to kind of have a flat look and you're not seeing that definition of each chunk, then then I would incorporate some weight into it. But if you've once you diet down and you see that you actually have yep blocks of abs, then I would stop doing any kind of weighted movement at that point there and just just work on um, you know, how they get worked through doing squats because you're obviously working when you're doing other exercises, but I wouldn't actively go and do a weighted type exercise unless you had a like actually felt that it was impeding your stability or your strength like that mm-hmm. yeah every day um incorporate a few different adducts so you can do it you could do it like i say after your faster cardio yeah or after your weights workout or even just have your own little kind of routine that you just um you know do set up a little routine of of you know your exercises you know, 20 reps of each different type make it more variety because it's kind of boring doing the same thing all the time and then just do it like a little circuit. Do you remember the um, the ab flex that you could buy? <laughs> well, <laughs> the three-minute abs? Uh, I'm those, sure you are going to pull that one out and say how great that was. The, the ab flex? Yeah. No, well, I, what I was going to say was the um, – I don't think it was the ab flex. I think it was the – they had the rocker thing. 
That oh, was yeah, like the Ebb Roller. They were actually app. all right, weren't they? They were. Yeah. They were. Not not the one where you have the roller machine because that's freaking hard. Yeah. And and if it wasn't for my injuries in I know my, what you're talking about, yeah. 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 The, 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 and, again, that's a classic core exercise that you'll see at a, at a hit studio. And I see a lot more people doing those kind of exercises. Yeah. Definitely, you know, activates your core and makes it work. But, yeah, but you have to have obviously the strength through the yeah. upper body to be able to do that. Otherwise, it's a big, a big fail and you'll end up <laughs> on your abs. But you're talking about but, the one that's sort of in a frame yeah. that you roll forward and yeah yes. I found them really good yes yeah. the reason why I really really like those is because a lot of people the technique of doing a crunch whilst itself sounds simple is is still badly done and mm. people are like rolling too far like a sit-up or they're not crunching in enough and I think that that ab roller really specifically got you in the right spot like they're, you couldn't go wrong are they still uh, they're finished I haven't seen one in a long time I haven't seen one yeah. it's probably someone's got one in their garage yeah. somewhere but no you did used to see them in a few of the gyms and stuff in America you see some um, flat kind of a bench which simulates that but I don't really like those they're, the feeling isn't quite right the ab roller was nice and natural but it really it did it, it like I, I read that it's like you're trying to put your get your rib to touch your hip it, like that's essentially the movement that flexes the abdominals and really that ab roller locked you into that particular position. And some of the machines that you see around will do that. So, again, you don't have to weight them up as much, but they will actually kind of make you, force you into that position. Having said that, some of them really don't. So you've got to, you've got to be careful and make sure that the, the machine that's at your gym does what you want it to do because, as I said, some are good, some are bad mm. to get that position What's your right. favourite ab exercise? At the moment it's actually the reverse crunch and that's actually something I did pick up at the HIT studio. So essentially you're lying on your back like a crunch. You do have your shoulders off the ground so you've, like, activated the upper part of your ab. Your legs are bent and you're – so it's actually your – raising your knees, like tilting at the hip to create the lower ab crunch and then you're putting the stress onto your lower ab by the weight of your legs coming back down again. Mm -hmm. So it's it's actually so it's gentle on the back because you don't have your legs extended, but it's very, very targeted to that lower ab, but you've got the upper ab activated by having your shoulders off the ground. So you're in that crunch position for the top, but then you're kind of moving into the crunch position but bringing your knees towards you. There's a little video on my Facebook page doing it. Right. And you haven't mentioned um, planks. Oh. You're not a fan, are you? I think I think I remember you saying that you weren't. I'm not a fan of the plank. I actually, And this is a um, funny story. We had a challenge at F45 just this week gone, and I managed to do a five-minute plank, which I was very surprised at because I didn't think I could even stay still for five minutes. But I, I, I didn't have the technique right. I kind of swayed my back too much, and I've just realised you're supposed to have a flatter back. I'm not a fan of the plane because I don't like being still. Yeah, okay. Like I, real, I, okay. I really don't like being still, and that's why, like, after five minutes I was kind of like it's... So mountain climbers would be better for you? Oh, I don't... <laughs> That's a, that's a plank, but moving your legs, isn't it? I like moving planks. Yeah. Moving planks is like yeah. when you're going yeah, down onto your elbows and then back up again because that's working your delts and your upper body Yeah, and you're doing something. But, yeah, just to kind of like be there in one position, I'm like, okay, this, what, what next? What next? Like, Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. It's, um, one, you know, I think the, the winner of the challenge did it for like 16 minutes or something. I was oh, like, wow. man, I couldn't. <laughs> that is boring. That's right. hope they're listening to a book or something. <laughs> that's right. You need to need that. But, um, but, no, obviously a plank – to me, I feel that more in my shoulders, yeah. shoulders and arms. Yeah. And um, as I said, I had my technique a little wrong, so I felt it towards the end in my lower back. Um, but it doesn't stress my abs so much because it depends on your fitness, I think, mm. where, where you actually feel those kind of things. 
Mm. What about overtraining the abs? Um, I've been, I, I, I can't remember what I was doing, but I've been at a point where I've been, oh, I sh- just probably shouldn't actually exercise for a good period of a few days now just because I'd overtrained them and they were, and they were done for almost a week. Well, well, that's the thing, like bearing in mind that they do give you that core stability, there's going to come a point where depending on your fitness that you make them so fatigued that they're kind of useless for doing yeah. anything. They are obviously supported by a little muscle that kind of wraps from your lower back around into the front ab and I can't think of the name of it but it's it's actually why I started doing leg raises because I had an issue with my lower back and a chiropractor said you need to strengthen the muscle at the back not just the muscle in your abs like you have to actually balance like front and back and he said the only muscle the only exercise which really effectively does that is like a a leg raise because it activates that that muscle but but again like anything if you go too far too much you just it's like if you change your biceps every single day and you got to a point where it's like, I can't even contract this anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you do that with your abs, you actually would jeopardize everything because you then try to just squat when you had fatigued abs or yeah. try to deadlift, try to squat, anything that requires that core stability. Like if you're in a machine, fine. So is that why you always do abs at the end of a workout? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That for, makes sense. For, for me, yeah, like I, I don't want to bring any kind of anything that's pre-fatiguing that I don't want to. Yeah. Obviously during a cardio, you know, hit type thing, you kind of do it interspersed during and the whole point of that is that you should be able to go from doing a, you know, an, an arm exercise to do a leg exercise to a delt exercise and you should randomly be able to handle pretty much anything. That's why it's functional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but weight training is all about getting the optimal muscle growth and focusing on that particular muscle group and, you know, you're not really worried about the overall fitness overall as much as you're trying to stimulate that particular muscle group and get the most out of it. So if you're um, restricting what your legs can do because you've fatigued your midsection, then that's not good for your legs because you're trying to stress your legs to their maximum. Makes sense. Thank you very much, Christine. Another very interesting podcast. And if anybody's got any questions, jump onto our Aussie Muscle Facebook page. Or if anyone's got any favourite ab exercises that they want to share, because I think everyone will be interested. Because as I said, there's such a variety that you can do and you can be pretty creative. So yeah, I would love to see what people are doing for their abs and what their favourite ab exercise is. Awesome. Get involved. Words of wisdom. If you like what you've heard, recognize that these tips, they're free. So show your support by becoming a loyal international protein customer by jumping online, hunt our product down and hit that buy now button. So once again, like, share and subscribe to our podcast so we can continue to bring you these episodes from our one and only Aussie muscle guru, three times world champion, Christine Enville.